Stout, what did we talk about today? Um, well, the Friday packet, or sorry, the, the Friday comrade was Stocky and Soviet Stout. <laughs> Gulag edition. <laughs> Gulag edition brought to you by Generic Borscht. <laughs> generic Borscht. <laughs> um, well, you get to listen in real time as I learn about a plane crash that happened yesterday Ooh. near where I live that I didn't even remotely <laughs> hear about, which is very embarrassing. Uh, um, Man, we go over all kinds of stuff. More about the uh, possible uh, place for uh, poor people to live on the south side. Oh, sure. Jackson. Um, you know, low-income ha- low housing tax credits. Ah. Um, get a better explanation of water rates from Jennifer DuRay than you may have gotten from us last time. I can't imagine why. And somehow they figured out how to improve upon our work. <laughs> mind-blowing. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see here. What the hell else did we hit? Oh, man, we got some budget amendments. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, there's a good line item in that song. If you're a photocopier fan, oh, stick the fuck around. Yeah, Konika. <laughs> uh, what else we did? Uh, budget amendments. Uh, we talked about jails and who, who belongs in them and who don't. Yeah. And what uh, to do with don't. the ones. I sound like a farmer. Who don't? Who don't. You go back on char in a back 40. Yeah. I don't know, just go over there and do something. Uh, we talk about city lobbyists, uh, Greg Dorrington and Amy Gramales. I think I'm saying that wrong. But those are the two people. We talk about those. Uh, what else? We talk about Jack's Court. Um, um, water rates, you said that. Yep. And uh, we hammer on poor Pam Pierrenton pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, we played some of our greatest hits there. We, we played a couple, and... Uh, we respect the time that she's putting in, but questions some of her logic. There we go. And uh, also, is restaurant impossible in town? The answer may surprise I you. I still don't know what that is, but I'm guessing it has something it to do with some bald guy that yells at people yeah, and says, hopefully. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, we didn't bring up the coffee shop that's going in across from Senior, where that old oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, gas station was. That's a real hot-button issue, too. It is. Because we need more stimulants on that street on Grand. I think there's only, what... 13 coffee shops. I think there might be outpacing casinos on Grand. Might be. I mean, you have to go like nearly two blocks further for a coffee shop right there. Yeah, if you go to that one, then you have to go one across the street. Yeah. And then you have to go, what, four more blocks down to the other Starbucks and the Albertsons. I mean, it's... And then there's Big Sky Coffee Roasters. That's Big Sky Coffee Roasters. Which is the best coffee shop. Yep. Best coffee shop on that street, by the way. Sure is. 19th and Grand, roughly, go there. Nice place. Coffee beans. The roast in-house, I think, still. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Oh, I brought up the black breakfast flakes, too. Oh, they boy. Might, they might have added some milk to their filling stew. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say something nice about those assholes. but It really is. That's okay. We tried. <laughs> I don't even know them. They're not assholes. They're probably really nice guys that are just assholes. What do I know? They're not. I'm just a cop. I've been in their studio for events. Ooh. Talking about events with them, and it sucks ass the whole time. <laughs> They're just mean. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. They got a brand they got to keep up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Breakfast dicks. <laughs> <laughs> it is September 13th, never forget, 2020, here in Dump 2.0. United we stand. United we stand, Dump 2.0, in the basement of said building somewhere in the city of Huntley. This is the Friday Pack with Stocky and Stout. 
uh, <laughs> a, a, a podcast mostly about local buildings, politics, but not always. Um, Once it wasn't. <laughs> uh, we mostly talk about building city council stuff. Um, and as always, follow your questions, comments, concerns, observations, um, queries, mm. uh, depositions. White papers. I don't know. You figure it out. Long form, original long form. <laughs> you go to the Friday packet at gmail.com and uh, drop those off in the uh, electronic sphere and, and we'll, we'll read them. Is that the E sphere? Yeah. Cool. It might be the sphere, the Michael Crichton, the sphere oh. at the bottom of the ocean there. That's you ever watch that one? No, I have not. It's pretty not great. great. It's, Is it a If abyss? you read the sphere, which I read sphere. I don't remember a damn thing about it. But oh, yeah. I remember having it in front of my face and ingesting the words. But Must have really made it a big didn't impact really. on you. Yeah, I think all books like that sort of happened with me. My reading retention is piss poor horrible. Yeah, yeah, mine's abysmal. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, the abyss. Hey! <laughs> hey. Uh, man, Call we back. Tried to re- yeah, we tried to re- uh, rent that one, The Abyss, the other night, and it's like impossible to find. Oh, uh, really? Sort of I think it's on HBO or something. What the shit? Yeah. That's a classic. Be, I, yeah, I thought it was more readily available, but it's not. Just go with Alive then, instead? Uh, where did we go? We went, I think, the Stranger Things route again. Oh, yeah, that'll yeah. happen. Alive's yeah. pretty good. Have you Alive, seen Alive? Yeah, I have it. That's where they eat the people. Yeah. The, the soccer team that's on the top of the mountain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I read that book in, like, eighth grade. Well, freshman year. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was uh, really something. 40 people crashed and 16 lived. In the Andes Mountain? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you want to watch yourself some light cannibalism, look it up. Watch it. It's not very light. (laughs) It's pretty heavy cannibalism. (laughs) Pretty heavy. Yeah. Hardcore cannibalism. Hardcore cannibalism. Uh, uh, You can also become a supporter of of the show. You can go to patreon.com forward slash the Friday Packet. you never know. There might be some perks that'll show up eventually. Is this loud enough, Belinda? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it is. I'm seeing peaks and valleys on the thing now. Uh, nice. P and V. We're both we're both on the mic. <laughs> you know, we're usually sometimes like this. Yeah. Kind of wandering around. Wait, what are you guys talking about? Wait, 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 what's going on over here? So anyways, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Friday packet for a dollar, become a Robocop level member. I don't know, we might start coming out with stickers or moronically ironic t-shirts that people can wear. Ooh. It could be happening here. That would be great. We've almost broken even. <laughs> <laughs> Did I show you the picture of the t-shirt that said uh, Shania Seidel Twaindancies? That wow. Picture of Shania Twain on it that Whoa. said, man, I feel like a Pepsi underneath it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's a fucking great a deep t-shirt. cut. I like it. Oh, man. Uh, today on the show, um, I've got a whole bunch of clips. It's going it's to be a clip-heavy show, I think. Um, today we're sponsored by... Uh, Stout has brought in for, I don't know, whatever reason, 11 ounces of 5% <laughs> alcohol per volume uh, hard coffee from the Blue Ribbon Pabst. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a... Yeah, you ready? It smells like uh, Cocoa Puffs that have been sitting out too long on this, you know... Exactly, yeah. The milk, you sit there like, is it okay? I, you know, it was about two hours ago. Can I still finish that? <laughs> and then you do, you just take a whole other glob of cereal, throw it yeah. in there and keep eating it. Yeah. That's what it smells like. It's good. Um, it 
Oh God, it tastes like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, chocolatey, delicious. Yeah, notes of uh, curiosity in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a just a touch of despair. Just a touch of why. <laughs> It is more chocolatey than coffee. Yeah. I was expecting more coffee, more bitter to it, but... Yeah, it's very sweet. Very sweet. It goes very well with the uh, little chocolate donuts and the gummy peach rings that I brought in. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're hitting it hard. Yeah, this is going to poorly. It's going <laughs> to... There will be a crescendo to the episode. <laughs> in about four minutes. So we're starting about, you know, Forte Penismo. Yep. End up at Triple Forte. Yep. John Williams passing out mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, anyways, we'll, we'll kind of, we're going to be all over the map, clip heavy, like I said. Stout, I bet you've been asking yourself, what does a city of Billings like to focus on when there is a legislative session? Like there is going to be one. Fucking no. (laughs) Yeah. So January 20 (laughs) something of (laughs) next year, there will be a uh, legislature in session. Uh, here in Montana, we're what bicameral is what they call it. Yeah, every, every, so. every two years, there is a legislative session for Bi- ni- ninety days up in Helena. I think bicameral means two houses. So we've got the or bicamels, just two, just two, two camels, two camels, two cameras. Uh, biannual, semiannual. Is it semi? Um. Anywho, uh, <laughs> <laughs> bicameral. So bike no bicameral is different. That just describes the two yeah. houses, legislative and just there's the Senate, oh, the state fuck. Senate. We're so smart right now. And uh, yeah, so let's see here. So every two years, let's go bicameral. Semi bi annual and semi I can't do it. Semi annual is twice a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Uh, Stout just threw up a. PGO on the ground. <laughs> I should chew those better. <laughs> Lord. Uh, biannual, biannual. Also, twice a year. Twice a year. Um, so I'm just going to Google every two years. You know, I have a clip queued, so he, he'll, he'll describe it, but I really, I really want us to get this before this comes on to make it look like we're smart as fuck. Biennial. Biennial. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. Bicameral, biennial. You can take out... All of the things no, we just I'm said. No, I'm going to keep it all in. It just it. initiates the fact that we are just as bright as we think we are. Mm. Um, so this <laughs> was the city intern that the city had over the uh, summer. Um, they didn't meet in person, but he didn't have anything to do in Washington, D.C., apparently. So yeah. um, he was working with Chris Kukulski and uh, all the madness that is city administration. And I'll just describe what the city is looking to focus on here. Mm-hmm. Uh in this upcoming session. For, I'm going to go over some quick information, some quick introductions. Um, obviously, hi, I'm Kevin. We talked about that. Um, but before that, there's uh, the Crowley Fleck team uh, with Amy Gomit uh, Grimales, excuse me, That's and Greg name. Dorrington are our lobbyists up in Helena um, looking to help the council with any legislative um, uh, goals we can uh, acquire. Obviously, here I am, Kevin, summer, summer intern, and uh, next week is correct that it will be my last week. So, uh, I'm glad I'm getting some time in front of you guys, but I won't really be here much longer to answer too many questions. Yep. Okay. And then Chris so will jump in. Or what no. I, uh, what no, we and Chris again. really want to uh, let you guys know is that the council, you guys aren't alone in this fight. You know, we do have um, a number of groups 
uh, both state and local at uh, your disposal. The uh, first one that we're probably want to point to is the Montana Leagues of Cities and Towns. Um, our good mayor, uh, Mayor Cole, is actually the <laughs> member for that, so he can uh, uh, certainly elaborate um, on that uh, if anybody wants to know. But the short is, is that the um, MLCT is a uh, incorporated, nonpartisan, nonprofit association of about 127 Montana <laughs> municipalities. Um, the league's sole purpose is to cooperate improvement um, of municipal government in Montana. It acts as kind of like a clearinghouse through which a lot of municipalities, excuse me, um, can get together, share ideas, and uh, basically get stuff done at the legislature. Um, also with that, uh, there is the Montana Infrastructure Coalition, the MIC. Um, you know, it advocates for infrastructure for development in Montana as a very broad sense. It, it also has uh, more in-depth goals, but um, that that is the uh, certainly the, the, the meat of the organization. Um, you know, we are a voting member and Chris himself is actually on that, um, working, uh, direct contact with that. Um, alongside of that, there's also the Montana Economic Development Association partnership. It kind of gives us some, you know, some kind of economic tools and some studies that we can use if we want specific goals done here in the city. Medicare. But, um, I'd be admiss <laughs> if I didn't also mention our local partners. Obviously we work, you know, closely with the county. Uh, school district two, you know, MSUB, uh, and, uh, you know, the hundreds and thousands of local businesses that obviously want their concerns to be, um, let, uh, notified not only in front of the council, but also in front of the legislature themselves. So that explains like, uh, what kind of partnership we got going up at, uh, Helena. Perfectly clearly. Perfectly clear. Um, and if you heard minor gagging during that, that was just me. <laughs> Trying to snarf down a Pabst Blue Ribbon uh, hard coffee. And it's working great. It's it's an apt name. It's Maybe. a hard coffee to drink. <laughs> Maybe you should warm it up. <laughs> it's, it's like a nitro brewed nightmare. Yep. Mm. Um, and then we have uh, Chris jumping in. He'll talk about what uh, council priorities are basically up at Helena as he sees it. This is very high level. We get that, right? And it's meant to be high level. We don't know what legislative opportunities are, are going to be out there um, and or which ones we want to create as a city to build a coalition around. But coalition enhancing public safety and security remains uh, this council and I think this city's top priority for all the reasons you know. Unfortunately, we will spend a fair amount of time defending our self-government powers. If we do not do that, uh, uh, we will find, ironically, that the state of Montana, generally speaking, would be happy to run the city for us. Um, well, is that ironic? I was listening to that. Is that ironic? I'm having a hard time figuring out how that's ironic. Um, obviously, <laughs> my, my definition of ironic is skewed from... Years of Alanis Morissette. I know that terrible I'm, education we got. Yeah, Fuck. I, I basically blame her, but I, I kind of get what he's saying. He wants the local control. Um, it's understandable. I think that's good. Mm -hmm. Or l rural legislators from way far away from Billings would like to tell us how to do things. So yeah. it's important Watch it. that we retain <laughs> our self-government authority, uh, facilitate sustainable economic development, right? Economic prosperity is the foundation of our capital system. USA. COVID-19 uh, is certainly thus far, and I put protect here deliberately, so far 
state and fed have taken good care of us in this regard but i've got serious concerns that when the session starts that could change in a hurry oh boy so i think we need to be very conscientious of that um uh uh, uh in fact COVID 19 i'll be shocked if it isn't the main driving conversation throughout the session in fact it's already being perceived as the driver of what could cause a short session. Short session. Uh, again, these are just rumors, but today when we met with Amy Gramales uh, and our kind of lobbyist team, um, the some, some are advocating strongly that they not use up their whole 90 days so that if and when they need to come back in late 21 or 22, that they have the financial resources and the days allotted to come back into session. I also think there'd be a lot of dialogue about um, COVID-19's impact so far. Um, House Committee 35, the report Amy gave us this morning, they are predicting that this year, um, the state should not anticipate a significant decrease in its revenues. However, by the time they get out to 2022, there is an anticipated pretty significant decrease. So I, I'm quite certain that that anticipated decrease will drive a whole lot of dialogue. So COVID-19, like everything these last six months, will probably continue to dominate. So he goes into a couple more things. It's like a six minute clip. Uh, he, go, he delves Ooh. over like infrastructure, uh, public safety being one of them. Um, local option tax came up again. Uh, that one got shot down, obviously, last last session. Yeah, there's a shocker. Shocker. Um, brings up opportunity zones and all sorts of shit like that. Uh, but, uh, as he said, Amy Gramales and Greg Dorrington are representatives. And we're not their only clients, obviously, when they go up there to uh, Helena. Across, across the Great Divide there. Who else do they work for? Um, I don't know exactly, but they work for Crowley Fleck. Mm. So I'm guessing they represent a smorgasbord of people and things and interests. But they get paid $40,000 in a legislative year and $24,000 in off years. Huh. Yeah. And Monday, January 14th, 2021, is when the session will be in. And some are saying it's going to be short because they want to save bank some days or times yeah. later in the year so in case something happens and they need to come back and take care of something like getting Paps Blue Ribbon card coffee off the shelves <laughs> banned mm -hmm. made illegal I, I like it like four loco only mm -hmm. five loco <laughs> yeah. um, but Pam has has some ideas yeah um, which Pam Pierrington okay Pam Parenton um, has some things that city should look out for, um, and I'll just let, let, let it run. Oh, good. One of the things that really has impacted Billings and Missoula in public safety is that parolees are sent primarily to Billings and to uh, Missoula, and it's because the other communities don't want them. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why. It's 100%. Nailed it. Couldn't be any more accurate. 
Anyway, going on, moving on to the rest <laughs> yeah. of the episode. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know where to start with that one. It's like, yeah, was, there are a lot because we have a lot of the facilities and people sure. who take care of these people. Mm-hmm. It's not that the other cities don't want them. I'm guessing. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's because they don't want them, so they said to legislators, no we don't want these, no thanks, just no. And then they don't get them. Because then we could just say that. Yeah. So. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird, weird statement. <sighs> so legislatively, uh, some of the uh, legislators have talked about how can they address that legislatively to kind of spread the wealth around, if you will. And that statement alone. <laughs> spread the wealth around. Boy, the wealth. Jesus. She's uh if we're just going on, on word choice alone, yeah, it's it's pretty uh, alarming, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but spread the wealth around. Yeah. Oh, God. Or, Tasteful. I mean, help us with whatever costs those are incurred, because it is a, it's a major issue uh, in Billings. I think everyone is aware of that. Um, another issue that I know we've talked about local legislators and Frank and Roy, you are on top of this, um, is the Heights Water District. And looking, you know, if there's something legislatively that can be done to to remedy that. And that's all she says. I don't exactly know if she's talking about the, the rate case where it was like we undercharged them a lot and then came back and said, oh, you owe this much now because we made a mistake on that one, or if it's a completely separate one. I have no idea. I don't know how we. This is some like find out. weird shadow thing that she's mm-hmm. talking about. Could you be more specific? Exactly what the hell we're talking <laughs> about here? God. And she continues. Another issue that's really impacted Billings and other communities is whenever they change that. Um, what was it? They changed the laws on um, what was it? Property crimes and some of these other things, and so. You know, criminals know, oh, if I can get away with $1,000 worth of, of, of looting, or if you will, or just yeah, looting. shoplifting, Jeez. that they won't get picked up for it. I wonder what news she watches. And that has really impacted, I think, our businesses because they are losing. They have losses in their, um, uh, just within their budget, if you will, that they know that they're going to lose a certain amount of money every year. Mm. And I think that they've mm-hmm. tried mm-hmm. Uh, last session, mm. Scott Twido and some others tried to mm. reinstitute some of those things, but then we get back into where are you going to put the criminals? Because we don't have big enough jails. Yeah. So where are we going to put all the criminals? She's just full of answers, isn't she? Sure is. Thanks for all those helpful suggestions. Mm-hmm. Some would say maybe you could f- figure out how to take some pressure off of the police so they're not doing all those. Or maybe the prison industrial complex isn't the answer to all life's ills. Are you a fucking cop? I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have I should sound the alarm. Red alert. Red alert. Red alert. Red alert. There we go. Okay. <laughs> We're in the commie zone. Welcome to communist hell. <laughs> Need to paint the walls fiery down. We here. do. We need more sickles and hammers everywhere, so mm-hmm. we can just get up and mm-hmm. clamber them together. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. So so Pam's got some ideas. No. Dropping some knowledge on staff. She just has some. Did you know that's public was comment? Over, yeah. That's all it was. It's the same. <laughs> that's what shit. it kind of sounds it's like. It's the same shit. Someone would wander up and ramble off after the end of the session in a three-minute public comment period. Uh, that's fine. I mean, hmm. yeah, they Is could it? be honest questions, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to be play devil's advocate here, and that's not working. Uh, okay, so Pam's not done. Mm-hmm. I know you're, you're just on the edge of your seat. What uh, else does she have to say? <laughs> hey, hey Stocky. Yeah. Did Pam have anything else to say? Uh, yes, comrade. She did. Oh, uh, ex- excellent. Let me... Uh, let me get out of my gulag here. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Got any more borscht? With the jail thing, is that it's my understanding that we get some of the state and federal prisoners where those shouldn't be in county jails. Those people shouldn't be in county jails. All right, we have no choice in that matter. <laughs> Step one, so, okay. Yeah. And I think that would loosen up a lot of, of our inmates, if loosen you Loosen up. Okay, and pause it just once. One other- this is like on love it or leave it. Okay, yeah. stop. Okay, stop. <laughs> yeah. Okay, stop. Um, those don't belong in our county jail. Okay. This is the statement. Yes. And then she says, so that would loosen up some room. Right. She doesn't well, put anything in between. Where are we going to put them? If they, those don't belong in county jail, so what's right. the process of making that go differently? And then where do they go? Right. So, good suggestion. Thanks. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Carry on, Pam. Idea that came to mind, I've been kind of making a list as we go. When we started doing all this sidewalk stuff. Oh, sure. I don't know if it was Dave or Debbie, but someone made a comment that there are certain uh, legislative statutes, I suppose, or statutes on the books that... Statutes uh, or statues have something to do with sidewalks. I haven't investigated it. Well, maybe you should. I don't know. Uh, I know that no one in public works is with this, and I don't know that Wyeth would know. But <laughs> it's just the idea that there's something that is on the books about sidewalks, and that kind of dictates what we can do. I, 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 I have listened to that way too many times, and I'd be kind of kind of numb to the, the lack of, I don't know ideas or lack of awareness just basic grasp on basic city things i guess you could say which is fine if you're a new council member but at some point if you're going to run for council you also have to have some sort of semblance of what exactly goes on in the city council and be able to convey that in in a more succinct and uh knowledgeable way but just to bring up some random sidewalk thing that no one has any idea you're talking about she's making a list of what Site-specific stuff. Yeah. <laughs> if you're so into it and, and, and on it, I mean, I'm all for it, but what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, no shit. Well, well, she spent four minutes talking about how she hasn't looked any of it up. Yeah. Halfway through her final sentence, I typed MCA sidewalk okay. into Google and came up with Montana Code Annotated Ooh. Construction and Maintenance of Sidewalks, Curves, and Gutters. Okay. And it's all right there. It's really not hard to figure out. All right. She could have just looked that up and read it. No way. You're right. City or town council has power to regulate and provide for the construction or repair of sidewalks, foot pavements, curbs, gutters, or any combination thereof. Yeah, and I don't remember them discussing anything specifically uh, when they were doing the missing sidewalks and the whole debacle on Aronson Lane. 
uh, where people lost their minds and then prices came in over over budget and they said uh, never mind um, sort of thing. It's but I she just has as, as vague of understanding of what she's talking about as I do, I guess. Well, I think you have more because I just read that to you and. <laughs> So you've done more research on it than she has. <laughs> yeah, I would just... Uh... <clears throat> and then, so that's the section one, and that section two basically says, to paraphrase and shorten some, mm-hmm. if an owner of a lot doesn't comply, the city can put it in themselves and charge it. Like an SID or something like that? Well, in a lien, a, a lien upon the lot. Oh, really? To be paid off on the property taxes. Okay. So basically, yeah. cities make the rules, and if you don't follow the city's rules, they can... Domain sort of thing, like yeah. That. So there you go. Interesting. Here you go, Pam. Could have looked that up and saved everybody a lot. Of, you could have fucking knocked ten minutes out of this podcast, Pam. Yeah, way to go. So uh, the breakfast flakes, uh, a staple in Billings lore for going on. I don't know how too long now. So valuable. Um, they're on the Kitty Cat Country one hundred two point nine. Mm-hmm. Meow. Uh, they got a hold of um, a an agenda from the city council and saw that Philip 66 had given $50,000 for body cams to the city police department. And mm-hmm. they commendably up on themselves, reached out to their, their viewers and uh, came up with something uh, to kind of help along that process, which was kind of nice of them. Well, <clears throat> uh, it's it's rare that we say anything nice about them because, in general, they're just pretty uh, unpalatable. I'm going to back back up just a second. Just I don't back. think it's rare that we say anything nice about them. I think it's rare that they do anything that's not really mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a better better uh, description of who and what they are. Their interest was peaked when Philip 66 do- uh, donated 50000 uh, and so they uh, committed five and then challenged their listeners. And when I went there this morning, they presented me with a $50,000 check, and there was a bunch more they needed to count. So uh, uh, I'm just so humbled and, and thankful for uh, their community mindedness. Just did a great job uh, helping us out there. So a mortar report. I did offer to have them uh, be recognized by council. They get up pretty early, so this is probably their bedtime, and we'll see. <laughs> yeah, so they get up early, early in their morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's nice to hear them take a break from uh, protecting the world from communists to um, and donate same. some money to get body cams on <laughs> on police officers, which is kind of a big expense. The yeah, cameras themselves aren't the expense; it's the storage of that data yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's a lot that's of collected damn on officers' uh, body cams, but and, you uh, know I got no complaints. Let's not forget that they recommended that majority Native American schools play basketball in their own league, yeah, instead of with white kids. They did say that. Good for them. Yeah. Um, so you've made up one percent. <laughs> it's going to be quite expensive. You have ninety-nine percent to go at fifty thousand dollars. You were percent. at Pabst Blue Ribbon. Now you're at Paps Blue Ribbon Hard Coffee. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> it's not... That's an upgrade. It's an upgrade. But just barely. Just barely. And next... Andy Zeller, Director of Financial Services. So he had some uh, budget of immense. And washes. And car... God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so he had some budget amendments to, uh, to describe to council, uh, just in case. I know there's people out there in, in listenership land that like to uh, know what those amendments are and are waiting patiently to, to find out what those fourth quarter ones are. Uh, of which there are six. Six of them. Uh, most of them, I believe you are all aware of prior to this, uh, with the exception of maybe two or three of them. Um, the downtown revolving loan for $50,000, uh, we estimate each year how many loans we think we will issue out of that fund. And when the final one was uh, awarded by council on the April 13th uh, city council meeting, uh, we informed you that if approved, uh, this budget amendment would be coming uh, in order to make sure we had sufficient budget authority to uh, cover all of the loans that were given out. Mm -hmm. Uh, the public safety fund is for the police department. Uh, they, as you may know, get hired to provide security at events, um, this, mm -hmm. the hospitals, mm -hmm. running events. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I don't know specifically which items they are, but a lot of uh, we estimated $100,000 brought in. Um, in reality, the police department uh, received about $350,000 for uh, services provided uh, for special events. So we're requesting authority for the additional $250,000 in expenses that resulted uh, as a result of those special services. The downtown tax increment fund, this is to spend the bond proceeds that were approved at the 526-20 meeting mm -hmm. uh, when we sold bonds for the one-way, the two-way street conversion, Sounds as well as the parking garage uh, improvements. And you may have noticed been downtown parking garage improvements are complete or nearly complete are they ever so good um the general fund this is for outside council costs uh related to um litigation against the city oh boy oh central geez. services fund this is a fund where we <laughs> set aside money for copier replacement and copier maintenance costs mm. uh, we had uh yeah copier go bad that needed replacement <laughs> yeah. prior to its schedule. Oh. Uh, so we had to replace that. Bullshit is what and, um, <laughs> and we also had additional maintenance costs that were slightly in excess of what we had budgeted. I suspect uh, probably a result of failing copiers. That's a sexy line item right there. And this is um, and finally, that's exciting. the cemetery perpetual care fund, the interest earnings from the cemetery perpetual care fund mm -hmm. are required to be used to maintain, to help maintain the cemetery. Right, you gotta turn uh, the people back over who rolled over in their grave. Initially <laughs> bore from the general fund. So we're requesting the authority to transfer the interest earnings from the cemetery <laughs> perpetual care fund into the general fund okay. uh, to help offset the costs associated with cemetery maintenance. Sounds mm -hmm. good to me. Mm -hmm. That concludes oh. my presentation. And uh, if you have questions about budget amendments, uh, happy to try and answer them or uh, direct it to the appropriate person. Um, so there wasn't any, well, there was some questions, but they explained it and they, they passed it pretty much unanimously. 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 Unanimity. Unanimity. That fucking copier line. Dude. I wonder if he one. got that specific because he knew <laughs> Frank the Tank or, uh, oh, yeah. you know. Somebody, maybe, maybe Mr. Who's Roy. Who's your guy, huh? Excuse me, here's the, here's a question what for you. What paper you getting there? <laughs> what, uh, why didn't you just replace the roller? <laughs> it was just a bad bearing. What do you know? <laughs> I what, come, 
I come fix copiers. I'm a city council member. I'll just fix them for you. Yeah, what we really want to know is did city staff go out office uh, space style? <laughs> oh, yeah, with that and, copier? Yeah, back up in your ass with the resurrection, put a baseball bat in the middle of the field somewhere and just go to town on that thing. That is absolutely what they did. And if there are, or if you did, uh, we want pictures here at the packets so we can make them into t-shirts. Mm-hmm. I'm in. We should just uh, make a t-shirt with the line item number Ooh. for the copiers and just have a picture of a copier <laughs> below it. Is that for that a, is good. I like that. A very obscure <laughs> reference. Make a note. Yep. Uh, what do you got next? All right. So we are to uh, Jackson Street. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, you're getting 38 units. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> How long did it take you to write that joke? <laughs> no, I just thought about it right now. That is um, amazing. I'm also a Buffalo Bills fan, and there was a guy named uh, Fred Jackson, and every time he would score a touchdown, I'd go, Ooh, sorry, Mr. Jackson. <laughs> God. I am for real. Yeah. Uh, so GNL development, they talked about it for a while. I think uh, the main question was asked by Joy, um, why this area? Because this area has got a reputation for being kind of a catch-all for Low-income housing and, uh, um, I don't know, just different people trying to get by that get shit on constantly by people who have more. That doesn't... That's, no? No. 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 Too Amer- aggressive? It's um, America. America. Uh, Nobody gets left behind. No one's getting left behind. They're... Uh, American dream. Slowly saving for the American dream. They're on the <laughs> south side. Nailed it. Gotcha. Um, so these are all uh, ground-level kind of units. Um but again, it's going on Jackson Street, which is kind of a two-lane highway, really. Yeah. If you've been there down there long enough, just like kind of I have. <laughs> yeah. People uh, tend to use that, go very fast on that road. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also gets quite a bit of traffic. So, um, How Joy- about some traffic calming measures? Possibly. No. Anyway. Oh, sorry. Joy asked the question. I think you may counsel. Um yeah, as the applicants know, or not these applicants, but as the uh, developers know, we've received email. And so I just have a question. Yep, um, email. Why choose this part, this part of town, or why this parcel of land? Um, some of the comments from in the email have been, uh, we already have a lot of uh, uh, affordable housing. Why, why this parcel of land? If, if you could address that. Thank you. Well, I'll start and I'll let Bill Haynes chime in as well. Coming in hot. Um, the property was available. There you go. It is <laughs> zoned appropriately. Yep. All the utilities are close by and available. And from what we understand, um, able to accommodate this additional load. Um, <laughs> the load. Uh, district is growing. <laughs> there are commercial entities within a half a mile to three quarters of a mile with many employees, hundreds of employees, who need affordable housing. And um, and the price was right. The price definitely no. enters into all and that. All the high notes. And um, another component is we didn't have to destroy anything in order to build upon it. There are no structures on it. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, when you're doing low-income housing tax credit projects, you're not allowed to destroy existing homes that are occupied. Bill, what do you, you, as a as a billing site, what what do you want to add, please? Well, I I, I would add to your um, your your point about there being a lot of jobs nearby. 
um, the hope would be that a lot of these tenants in these units would be um, close access to employment opportunities on, you know, say on King Avenue East or even King Avenue West. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Trying to activate uh, our, our public transportation system yeah, okay. and uh, encourage people to bike and, and walk. Um, it's it, terrifying it, it, is, that it is a great walkable neighborhood already. Well. It's just missing a lot of the <laughs> essential infrastructure like sidewalks and, yeah, there and we go. curb ramps and things like that that other neighborhoods in the city have been making it not a great walkable um, neighborhood. I understand that that's coming along, but um, I think this is a great opportunity to really show that this this neighborhood could could be more representative of the rest of rest of Billings neighborhoods in terms of a, a great choice for housing of all types in, in that neighborhood. Whereas uh, a lot of people uh, who can afford can't afford housing or are having to travel <laughs> from other communities where housing is available. And you know, I think, in my mind, from a planner, this is, this is an ideal location um, for this sort of development. Yeah, and uh, we get it. They start skating around the subject. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, people down there that mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. work. Might be between jobs. Maybe between jobs. Right now. <laughs> um, he was sort of skating around the subject, and we all know what the hell he's talking about. You know, people of less means, down on their luck, maybe having some trouble. Uh, poor people. There we go. That's the one I was looking poor for. People. I think we touched on this pretty well in the last episode. Matter okay. of fact, I just listened to it yesterday. Good for you. It was very good. <laughs> I gotta say, yeah. uh, great episode. Uh, if you haven't heard it, uh, definitely go back and listen to that one because mm. there's some excellent loon sounds. Um, but, uh, I mean, I get that I think it's all the last thing she said, the price. Right. And part of the price being the fact that there actually isn't a building to knock down, and I didn't know you couldn't knock down a building for low-income tax credits. I think you can rehab one. I think that was a new, probably a new development after they did what the whole interstate highway system and just plowed through. Yeah. Really poor neighborhoods. Yeah, that's true. Without a band and they're like, let's not do this next time. Get your shit, you're gone. (laughs) Um, Anyway. But I do get that it's actually not a terrible location for it. Right. I drove by it accidentally on purpose this week. Mm -hmm. It's all right. I mean, there's literally not anything there, so... It's going to be improvement, whatever it is, you would think. Yeah. You're adding a lot of traffic to it. Um, but like we said in the past, there's still pockets of county land down there. There's still people on septics down there. Yeah. Cisterns. I mean, it's... Uh, if there was the veracity to annex into the city, you know, sections of town, you would think it would be that one. Yeah. Just seems to make sense to me. But yeah, obviously right. there's something else at play that right I'm obviously missing. But on paper... If you're just going to keep pushing westward further and further and pumping water further and further out and putting more and more strain on that infrastructure, it seems like yeah. that right there would be, you know, the Monroe Streets, Jefferson, Jackson, um, <laughs> would be a good place to get into the city and I mean, the get the, it up to date. If you're really serious about making it a walkable area so they can get to the Sam's Club and all the fast food restaurants that are on uh, King Avenue East there so people can work and, and do it, I mean... Property values there aren't 
worth annexing, I'm sure, is the only problem. Is that it? You don't make enough on property tax to annex that part in. Okay. Because, you know, cops. poor people. Sorry. Well, uh, and obviously <laughs> in cops. <laughs> but uh, council member Ronning uh, brings up, states the obvious, um, and I get what she's bringing up, but it's just like, I don't exactly know how to phrase it. Not kicking when you're down, but it's, I, I wrote down uh, no shit statements. <laughs> well put. It's <laughs> um, the best way I can describe it. And she'll, and she'll, uh... It's also ideal in oh, terms God. of oh, proximity God. to schools. Sure. That's well, very, very important to us. We'll and the fact this. that it was on a bus line, like Bill mentioned, that's also critical in our thinking. Thank you. Uh, lots of other hands. Council member Ronnie Boyette, Carrington. Ronnie, Council member Ronnie. Thank you. Um, I agree that bus line is, is important, mm -hmm. um, but that bus line doesn't run seven days a week. Yeah. And it also ends um, sometimes before people get off work, especially in lower income neighborhoods where the jobs that you're describing are shift type jobs. And shift. One of my yeah. concerns yeah. Good point. Shift. This is that, uh, <laughs> and, and I appreciate that, that you're wanting to develop low income housing in our community because it's definitely needed. One sure. of my concerns about this location is that a half a mile to a mile um, and a walkable neighborhood sounds good, except for when you're having to go buy groceries. And then you're carrying those grocery bags, um, and you can purchase very little if you're carrying your grocery bags because you don't have a car. And when I heard seniors, and, um, uh, that's part of what I thought. And, um, that's a, a, a significant area of our community where, where hmm. our population does not have cars and they have to walk to, to a grocery store. So they have to purchase very limited items to carry in those bags. So mm -hmm. that is one of the mm -hmm. things that mm -hmm. does concern me. Um, but sure. I guess my hope is that the more I guess the more populated that area becomes, I hope there's someone that owns a grocery store that would like to put a grocery store in that area because um, that entire area needs needs some food security and needs uh, a, there needs to be an availability for people to get to get to a grocery store where they can buy fresh produce and healthy healthy things rather than just packaged goods. Um, so I guess I guess that is a concern that I have, but uh, I hope that. Um, I hope that people who have grocery store businesses will come into that area and want to build a grocery store there. So, all valid points. Uh, well, there was a grocery store down there at one point, uh, Southside AGA or Southgate IGA, I think they called it. Oh yes, that's Shut right. Shut down a while ago. Um, but really, if if you can't just start at one little problem and expect it to solve the whole. You know, not expect to be a panacea of ever, ever, everything. I mean, if the wages aren't following how much it costs to stay in those houses, people are going to continue to shop at Family Dollar and mm -hmm. maintain and survive, basically. Yeah. I mean, you can put all that fresh fruit and stuff down there, but, I mean, it's just kind of a, a gateway drug, if you will, to other more pressing problems. It like is. Wages not keeping up, people spending a lot more on just housing themselves yeah, and they have to make cuts where they need to make cuts. And then that's with, you know, gas, transportation, you name it. And it just, that's why I called it a no shit statement, I guess. Yeah, say. exactly. But it also opens the door for that conversation to happen. You would hope, and it would just get kicked down the 
kick down the road again. Maybe. Maybe. I, you know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm looking over the map a whole bunch here, and <laughs> there's a gas and go. Yep. Just down the street, so that's pretty good. And it is reasonably close to Ponderosa and Riverside. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of it, man. There's not much else around there. There's Optimus Park. There's yeah. a park there. It's a pretty park. I was just... Yeah. I drove by there the other day and stopped and went in. It's a big-ass park, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. There's, like, if you work at Ace, it's still kind of a long walk. Mm-hmm. That's about the only place you can work. But it is close to Danwalt Gardens, which is awesome. Danwalt Gardens is a cool place. Sure is. It's got gardens. Mm-hmm. Several of them I saw. So those are the proponents. There was one, um, uh, Bill Hope. Um, he's got a consortium of, I think, 98 residents, and he's got a pretty, well, relatively succinct thing about um, why they oppose it. Hello, Mr. Hope? Yes, ma'am. Oh, oh thank God, you so much hot. for your Coming in hot. Um, we are ready for your public comment, if you're ready Can to you give a chance. Yes. yes. <laughs> Can you all hear me, guys and ladies and gentlemen? Yes, you sound it's very great. polite. Getting lots it's of very polite, up. man. I appreciate this opportunity to speak with Billings Council. I am very proud to be a resident of this city since 1969, and I've lived on Jackson <laughs> Street since 1974, a total of 46 years. In that time, the city has provided as many services as are affordable. What this uh, preposterous proposal to do for this housing project, 38 units, Mm. would be sapping the services that are provided by the city. And when I say by the city, I mean it as the 93, the 94 of us who have signed the uh, petition that I have sent to you, we are generating those taxes to pay for those services. As I understand it, it is not the business of city council to tell someone when and where they can sell their property. And I totally understand that and I respect that. However, city services, including police, roads, sewer, infrastructure, all of those things, fire department, garbage pickup, street cleaning, those are all city services that we the taxpayers who already live here Mm -hmm. are paying for. Mm -hmm. And we've been paying for them for years. Years. Several. Let's look for just a moment at lower socioeconomic housing. This area is already flooded with low-income housing. If you've lived in buildings for any amount of time, Mm -hmm. you certainly know about the infamous row houses of Jackson Street. When they went in there initially, they were probably a good deal because they were owned by individual owners. Now, the large proportion of them are rented out. The renters do not take care of the properties. If you don't believe me, take a drive, take a walk in that area, but I ask you please, for your own safety, do not do it after work or after dark because it's not safe. The row houses I speak of are right across the street from this proposed development. And so is government housing. Must all the people who are relatively poor be put in neighborhoods with other people who are relatively poor? And while we're considering...
development in your neighborhood. No, you wouldn't because of the impact that it brings to Billings. Jackson Street is, frankly, well put, a highway. We have waited years for it to get paved, which it most recently just has. We have paid a lot of taxes, with, uh, and they have double-lined the road to give you some idea so people won't pass each other when they're driving, <laughs> which incidentally, that doesn't work. They do anyway. Yeah, yeah I believe <laughs> it. Street is a connecting street between State Avenue and King Avenue East, both of which are major arteries in our city. Massive amounts of traffic use Jackson Street to get to Sam's Club and Cabela's on King Avenue East, as well as to access the Interstate Highway. Since I've lived here in 1974, let me assure you the traffic has never been worse than it is now. 69, I thought. Going all night Whatever. long, all day long, 24-7. We simply do not need any more traffic on Jackson Street. The impact of that development of 38 units would be a minimum, I'm guessing, of 76 automobiles and or motorcycles. None of which seem to know what a muffler is. Oh, that's a good joke. There also would be other vehicles there as people came and went and visited the residence. We don't need that. The proposed development would enter as well as exit on Jackson Street. We've had a few meetings now in the neighborhood. Every time we bring up traffic, the developer takes notes on a clipboard and it's never addressed. Never okay. once. Has there been a proposal what to do about it? Mr. Holt, Mr. Yes, Holt, I want to thank you for your call, but your three minutes are up. Well, I want to thank the council for listening to about 20% of what I've had. <laughs> As you can oh. see, we don't want this. We are the taxpayers, okay. and we ask you not to allow it to happen. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Have Bye. a good night. Uh, so... Man was insanely polite. He was. I, very I kind. mean, he wasn't calling people rubes. It wasn't, <laughs> yeah. wasn't name-calling or screaming into the microphone. He's had his comments down in a succinct way and, and conveyed them in a just, very understandable way. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. Why do you need to consolidate everything in one area? Also, like, I can't remember, it was several months ago, but one person went to speak to represent a whole group of people, mm -hmm. and Bill was like, okay, but... You're speaking on behalf of like 60 people, so you can have a little extra time because thank you for <laughs> saving us from yeah, but 59 those other single family houses. Come on, that's true. Never mind. Come on. Yep, those were important people. Yeah, there, yeah, there's kind of a disconnect there. But he was very polite, very succinct. Why, why he doesn't want the development there, and then they're not going to be. I don't know exactly what the ownership structure of that place is, but it, it's going to be. It'll be rentals. It won't be people. You know, paying property taxes and mm -hmm. which is a bulk of what pays for everything. I listened to a lot of their presentation, not all of it, admittedly, mm -hmm. but it sounds to me like the development company will be the management company as well. Yeah, because she was saying we'll have a someone on site, yeah. on site at least four hours a day. We'll have a maintenance man dedicated. But I mean. I'd like to imagine that they'd handle it really well, but there's a couple of uh, 
examples around town that aren't maybe handled all that well. And yep. uh, so that's kind of tough. Yeah. I, I think it is just because that's the only dirt you can afford. Yeah. I mean, and it makes I, sense. I think um, it doesn't make sense from a, you know, a human being standpoint. No, no, not at all. I think um, low-income tax credits have to be in a low-income part of a census tract. Sure. Be, or they don't count because, you know, you have to... I mean, there's a lot of regulations, obviously, mm -hmm. but I don't think you're allowed to, you know, get low-income house or low-income tax credits, charge low-income rates for a year, and then jack the price way the fuck up and boot everybody out. Yeah. And then make shitloads of money on it afterward. Right. So... I swore to get that, but yeah, I don't know. It's almost like this isn't just a completely black and white issue. It's almost like there are things to consider to on wow, all kinds of fronts. It? Nah. Come on. Nah, fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> You're done? Yep. All right, we're checking out. Okay, let's move on to water rates. Yay! Uh, we discussed this half-heartedly last time, and then uh, Miss uh, Duray got on and uh, uh, set us straight. Finally, someone had to. Thanks. Um, Thanks, Jen. Numerous, numerous calls to the packet from city staff uh, indicated that we are, in fact, um, misconstruing the facts. And we were no, to what? cease and desist from what? disseminating, anyway, uh, stuff about water. So Jennifer is going to give you a rundown. Um, and I think it's bookended by another Pam clip. I said, I said it was going to be a uh, Pam-heavy episode oh man and this is <clears throat> literally the one that broke me i didn't know how to i just sort of <laughs> i, I kind of did a dry heave on myself want to do one of those put my arms up went away but it it's a humdinger but first we'll have miss i believe it's jennifer deray so water and wastewater as i think most of you know um are self-supporting enterprise funds so the rates and fees are set to, to recover the cost of providing the services. The funds reimburse the general fund for support services, but there is no subsidy from the general fund. There you go. So enterprise funds function as a business and the utility rates are then user fees rather than taxes and are designed based on the use or impact um, that they have to the systems. Yeah. Water so. and wastewater rates have two components. The two. first is a fixed charge, which generally includes system costs that occur regardless of the amount of water used or wastewater discharged. The second component is the volumetric charge. Mm -hmm. This is also sometimes called the variable charge. Um, and it generally covers the cost of conveying clean water to your house or treating wastewater that goes down the drain. It's really a balancing act uh, to get the right mix of fixed and variable charges. The larger percentage that fixed charges are, the more stable rates are. There you go. Um, but fixed charges have zero influence on customers using more or less water. Uh, for billings, we do have um, the fire protection charge that is also included in our water rates. This charge recovers the cost um, of water for fighting fires and that extra system capacity that we have to have built into our infrastructure. Um, to rapidly deliver the large volume of water to fight a fire. This charge used to be assessed on the county tax statement, and about seven years ago, we switched that and incorporated the rate into our water rates, and the annual assessment was eliminated. So for water rates, fixed charges are based on the meter size. Yep. 
And most residential properties have three quarter inch meters. Three quarter inch. We have an inside there city of billings rate, and we also have an outside city of billings rate um, that is about 8% more up. than the inside fixed charge. <laughs> the volumetric rates are then set at a rate per consumption unit. There we go. And just a couple of reminders about our consumption numbers. Um, we measure consumption in CCFs, which stands for 100 cubic feet. One CCF is equal to 748 gallons of water. So the annual homeowner um, uses 14 CCFs a month, and this is equal to 10,472 gallons. Um, or about 350 gallons per day. So there you go. You got one CCF. What we what we think CCF was last time? I couldn't remember. I, I think they just misspelled CCR and uh, <laughs> Creedence Clearwater <laughs> Free Fival. <laughs> <laughs> we measure water in CCR. <laughs> we just measure it in fortunate sons. Yeah, exactly. The average house uses 19 fortunate sons a day. <laughs> checks out. Uh, there's different tiers, obviously. Uh, one of the things they pointed out was like the pay for water stuff. Yeah. Um, so people on cisterns on the outs outskirts of the city, they can go and get that water, but in turn, they don't pay for the upkeep exactly. They mm -hmm. just pay for the water that's provided to them there. Um, some of the council members wanted to try and see how they can, you know, capture a little bit more of the maintenance cost that that does cost and, and I guess throw it into the cost of the water that they get that the pay for water is my understanding of their comments, which yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that's reasonable, I suppose. And uh, Councilmember Nice, I believe, brought up uh, the different tiers. Like, if you use less water, they want to incentivize you using less water in the city, which makes sense. Sure. Um, if you use less water, you charge it at a different rate. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm always for, you know, conserving water than... You know, throwing it on a lawn or pooping on it once and, well, poop on it once and flush it down. Yeah. Yell, let it mellow sort of thing, but. Yeah. That's, that's um, a good way to live. If you have a lawn, get rid of it, obviously, because lawns are pointless. I know. I fucking hate my lawn. <laughs> what do I do, though? Uh, but uh, I think that covers a lot of the misstatements. And Okay. It's so CCF now. It's not CCR. <clears throat> um, we don't measure our water intake in, in green rivers. And or, uh, let's see, bad moons. <laughs> uh, stuck in low dies. Yeah. That's what you get charged for. Is there is a bathroom those, down the right, though. <laughs> all those low dies you get stuck. That's what that uh, maintenance fee goes towards, get, <laughs> getting those low dies unstuck. Okay. Um, let's see if I can find it here. All right. Uh, Here's Pam's. Okay. Pam's got a, an observation question. Okay, thank you. Councilor Perrington? Grace yourself. Thanks, Kendra. Um, so I, and I agree with Roy on this what? tiered, um, structure. And one of the things I was going to ask Jennifer, it's been a while since I've looked at my water bill to tell you the truth. My husband shows it to me, but I don't study it. Okay. Stop. Yep. <laughs> I just want to, it's. Every time I listen to it, there's there's more nuance to it. I get it. There's a certain, you know, you can delegate certain things in your household. You know, one person takes care of the bills and the other person sure. doesn't. Yeah. Um, then again, if you're going to be on city council and, and deal with these things on a, a you know, weekly basis, constantly, um, maybe, maybe, just maybe, having a, a little bit more knowledge 
on how much that doesn't sound no. right. Am no. I am I off base here? Yeah, I'm sorry. I think so. Well, see, the I think the main I passed problem out is... there for three minutes. Like I, I normally do when I hear statements like that, and yeah. I don't know how to react to them because my brain is so small. Yeah, um, there's a lot of that going around. Yeah. If they didn't surprise city council with what's going to be on the meeting, yeah, ten minutes or ten seconds before the meeting starts this every week, it'd be easier. Yeah. Because she could have seen her packet and looked at her most recent water bill if she'd known. Right. But she didn't, so it's not her fault. Okay. That's all. Facetious. All right. So I was I was way, yeah. I was way off base. Sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, but Mr. A, uh, oh bless her heart. Uh, I hate that sentiment. Bless her. Oh, just bless her. She she knows not what she does. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but she calmly and and answered her question and. Um, so is does it show on the water bill it does. what your usage is <laughs> and what tier that nope. you're in? No. No, they wouldn't do that. Uh, Council member Parrington, it shows what your water usage is, and it it should have a graph on there um, that shows a comparison to previous years. Um, It does not show what tier you are in. Um, If you use our our water smart system um, online, it can give you a much better idea of your usage. It can give you daily usage if you want to look at it. Um, And you can even get alerts um, set your alerts uh, to get notified if you go into a different tier and you, you can control your usage much better that way. Okay. And just one other question, Mr. Ayer. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, did we not, during the budget, was this part of the discussion that we increased the rates at a rate of 2%? Was that what that discussion was for the budget? Um. um, um. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't really need to end on that one, but it just, it just sort of I I just get frustrated. I I respect all the the council members who run and put themselves out there and uh, put themselves in the public spotlight on a constant basis, but in the same respect, you're an elected official. Um, you put this onus on yourself, you owe it to yourself and constituents to have some sort of semblance of what the hell is going on. Yeah, And water usage seems like a basic thing that you could understand. Um, And and, uh, I don't know, maybe just like she needs an assignment. Is it today, this week I'm going to do water. Next week I'm Mm going to do this. It just seems like you're just making, I just, I, I don't know where to even go with it. I'm just... I just flabbergasted by the statement. It just sort of threw me off right at the bat. Maybe you could just try a little. Is that what uh, is that what you're saying? I don't know. It just maybe they. If you're going to be elected to the the city office, you should have some departmental knowledge. You would think. Put in a little effort as far as that goes. Oh my god! It's you know, just like council members in a reading that we've dealt with in the past couple of years. <laughs> they're all of a sudden they're shocked that there's a, there's a Friday packet which doesn't exist anymore. There's an agenda packet now. Yeah. Um. But they just, they ask those questions and it just sort of perks my ears and I go, are you, are you, are you in charge of things? Well, and we've, this has been beat to death too, but these are also questions they could have just asked before the fucking meeting too. Yeah. Even if she didn't want to look at her goddamn water bill, she could have just called somebody up. She's known about this for six days. Yeah. And she's at home in, in her office. Yeah. There's got to be a bill hanging around. Her bill's probably sitting next to her. Or if she's doing the WaterWise thing, like I am now, the, the online thing, which is, you know, if you like data, it's pretty cool. I'm in. 
I'll do it. Um, save you on that paper. Yeah. Uh, it's just shocking to hear stuff like that sometimes. It just makes you wonder, um, are they paying attention? Too busy meeting with Joe Holden. You've made it through another episode of the Friday Commie with Stocky and Comrade Stout. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I admire your uh, Again, with your questions, please send any questions, comments, concerns. Just, just like take a picture of a tree in the city and go, look at this fucking thing. Tell us you've listened. Just tell us you've listened at the Friday Packet at gmail.com. <laughs> and if you're more of the, well, I've got this dollar and I don't know what to do with it, you can go to uh, patreon.com forward slash the Friday Packet and uh, donate a dollar to production of, of said fine, fine production. What he's saying is if you don't live on the south side, there we go. become a patron. So if you're north of state, um, please, feel free to donate. Please. Um, I haven't looked up what's coming up this week because I don't want to yet. I want it to be a surprise, just like Christmas morning. Yeah. Get home at 5.30, crank up the old Facebook probably see some dude yelling at city council about absolutely being annoying and uh and watch it just like open and present uh breaking news breaking news okay just, just uh came across the desk yep just now yeah um restaurant impossible is downtown in between montana and first in the alley between 26th and 25th so okay what does that mean they're either like redoing Dickies or Don Luis or God knows what's going on. <laughs> Maybe Zydeco. What the hell is Restaurant Impossible? Some fucking, I've never seen it, but apparently it's a reality show where they go in and okay. fix your restaurant for is you. Is that the one where the bald guy comes in and it screams at? No, that's Steve Tapper. <laughs> that sounds awesome too. Yeah, anyway. So, okay. So that'll be old news by the time you hear this, but uh, hey, go check them out. Go back in time and check. Now, Stocky will release this one in about four minutes, won't you? Probably. Just upload it. There's a plane crash. Yeah? Uh, the base of the rim's there. Really? When? Tw- twin, engine, twin engine plane went down in a field. When? Uh, yesterday. No shit. On, uh, what's the day, Monday? No, today's Sunday, right? I didn't remotely so hear about that. Yeah, this went right down on the base of the rims there. Pilot was kind of injured, but he avoided all the houses. And no shit. Stuff. Yeah. God damn, where have I been? 